Good morning, Sheila. How are you today? Good morning, Wayne. I'm great today. I'm loving the um, the spring in my step as the fall air gets cooler. It's a, another beautiful day. It is turning into fall, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> I so like the heat, the hot. I re- uh, I would much prefer heat than cold any day. <laughs> I I have to. I must confess, I like it the other way around because <laughs> I can always put another layer on, but there's a limit as to how many layers you can take off around here. Oh, but then you get to run through the sprinklers when it's too hot. So There is a fountain outside. <laughs> <laughs> I have been known to walk through. <laughs> and welcome everyone to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne, where we talk about skills that have been learned, forgotten, misused, and or totally abandoned as we are attempting to change the world one verb at a time. Sheila, would you help us with what verb we're speaking about today? Today's verb is to select. And the definition, the quick thumbnail definition I got was to take as a choice from among several options. Okay. And I have something obviously similar since the dictionaries are, you know, <laughs> they have the same words in them and they probably have the same definitions. Probably. Mine was to, to choose, to make a choice. And the one that I'm particularly going to follow this morning is carefully choose as being the best or most suitable. Great. So the word carefully popped up and I looked up choose and carefully wasn't under that. So I said, ooh, so there is a distinction between select and choose and is carefully. So that's the path I'm going to be looking at this morning. That sounds great because that's, well, we'll talk about it later, but the carefully part of it can be defined in many ways. And that was a common denominator I found when I was Googling things like how to make the best selection, things like that. So, Uh So good, good. All right. So would you like to start us off? You know, I, I really enjoy starting off with a quote or a couple of quotes, in this case, just one that have to do with uh, to select. And this is a fellow named Franz Boas, who's known as the father of American anthropology. And he said, if we were to select the most intelligent, imaginative, energetic and emotionally stable third of mankind, all races would be present. Wow. So I I really liked that. That's a great, all races would be present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 30% of the population of the world Mm -hmm. and, and they would, and all races would be well represented. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I, I wonder if that holds true in organizations, if you select the right individuals. Ah. You know, hiring and the selection process is one of the topics, one of the the the, the paths I trod, and uh, one of the things that came up was you have to watch out for cognitive bias, which is that you don't want everyone you hire to look just like you or to to have just your skill set. You want to have some more variety, and the <laughs> cognitive bias is we like people who remind us of ourselves. So true. Absolutely true. And I, I talked, I've talked to a colleague um, a few years ago, but we had this continuing conversation um, even up until what last week, last month, we were talking about the same kinds of things. And this person asked me, why does the leadership at this place not change when people change? And I said exactly what you did. I said, typically Mm -hmm. people hire individuals who 
look, think, act like they do. Yes. So you're just going to get a carbon copy of someone. Um, and the way to, to fix that is to hire from without and have a independent third party do the hiring process, go through the hiring process, and then the individual who's going to make that decision gets the, ter the determining call as to which person that is. And that way they don't, um, to, for lack of a better term, they don't clone themselves as right. they're going through that total process. They make a better selection. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And, and as I said, I was going to go down the carefully choose as yes. being the best or most suitable selection because I said select is such an important verb as it suggests that you have one, you have options at your disposal. Right. And two, it lets think about those kinds of things come into play. And what do I mean by think? It, it means you can choose between door number one, door number two, or door number three. Right. And it says that there's more than one than one option for you. So you have to take your time and think about who, what's important to you? What do you want in this? Because uh, I, I, I think choose is more of a, a casual choice okay. to choose. Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, what you want? You want the, the Milky Way or the, or, right. the, or the Almond Joy? Oh, See, I'll like take that one. A or B, A or B, gut feeling, yeah. Yes, but select means that to me that you're going to do a little bit more investigation because ooh, maybe you're counting calories or maybe you're counting carbs or maybe you don't like peanuts or maybe you don't like coconut. And if you pick the Almond Joy just because it looks good, um, okay, I'll try that. And you bite into it. Oh, you're going to be disappointed because it has coconut <laughs> inside. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that it's, it, I love it when we can use simple examples for a, for a, for a bigger concept. And I, I was looking up the common denominators that different people have given about how to select wisely. And one of those is sometimes to widen your options initially, even though, though that sounds like it would make it harder to decide, but to widen your options enables you to kind of think outside the box and, and uh, um, analyze the, the pros and cons and the potential outcomes of your selection process. I like that widening the your options. And uh, let me tell you, when I had, when my three partners and I, two partners and I, that makes three of us, when we had started up our business long ago of the leadership development firm, mm -hmm. we had, we started off with two and I suggested to one of the partners, um, to my original partner, I said, hey, I would like to bring this other person on as a partner that makes it three. That way we have a wider berth, mm -hmm. a wider depth and breadth of experience and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Plus you and I tend to agree on the same kinds of things or have the mm -hmm. same kinds of thought processes. We need someone who's going to be different from us to throw in that aspect of what you just suggested. Um, and <laughs> And let me tell you, it, it didn't bite me to come back to bite me. <laughs> but what it came back to do was one of my partners and I, we could decide if you showed us four things and on thing number two, we saw what we wanted. Oh, we want that one. Okay. We don't need to see three and four. We want that one. <laughs> but our, but our other partner wanted to see all four, which we were supposed to do anyway. <laughs> and then she wanted to see 15 more. Oh, yeah. And after those 15 more, then she said, well, and you know what? As I was doing this research, I found five others. So let's look at those two. <laughs> 
by that time, I was like, oh, come on. No, it's not that hard. <laughs> Maybe it did come back to bite you. I, I would say my husband um, feels that way about the dining room set that we bought when we were first married because I was out of town. So he went to a store, saw a dining room set, said, this is great. I'm going to recommend it to Sheila. I went, I saw that dining room set, and I dragged him around to three other places so he could compare and contrast with other dining room sets. <laughs> and we chose the first one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all about widening the options to narrow the choices, but I wonder if there's a female male component in there. <laughs> I, I, it's funny that you say that when my wife and when Inga and I first went to f find our first house in San Antonio, um, I had said to her, okay, look, I've been reading a whole lot and looking at a whole lot of things and listening to a lot of people. And I said, do not, do not, do not fall in love with the first house <laughs> we see. Let's don't do that. Well, much to my surprise, I didn't have to worry about that because she wanted to look at a hundred of them anyway. So <laughs> by the time we got to, to number 100, the first one was so far in the past, I had forgotten about what it, what it looked like. I don't know. <laughs> It wasn't that bad, but <laughs> but you get the gist, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. You know, in some cases or some instances, it is offering us the chance, select is offering us the chance to slow our thoughts down. Yes. And weigh the options carefully. Yes. And and here's a here's a quick story for you. And I'm gonna tell part of the story now, but I want to finish up with the rest of the story at the end of the podcast. Okay. May I do that? Absolutely. I'm making okay. a note here. Make sure Wayne gets to finish. <laughs> okay. So many years ago, when I was doing motivational speaking to young with young adults, I would I would take hundreds of business card size help aids with me to hand out. And sometimes I spoke to 80 children, young adults. Sometimes it was 120 at, at one time. And I had opportunity to engage with them. <clears throat> but what I would do was I would hand out, and this was it was more always, it was typically in a university setting. So they, we were sitting in this amphitheater, if you will, with desk where you had, with chairs with the desk, but you're, you're the, the speaker is down at the bottom right. and you know, the, the crowd is raising up above you almost like, um, I don't remember the TV show, but it was a law show. And, okay. and the guy says, you have to earn it, but that was him. <laughs> So anyway, I, I would I would I would put the business card aid down face down on the desks in front of the young adults. And I would walk through every desk and do that. But before I started that, I told them, you know, I here's the, here, OK, this is going to be fun. But I said, do not turn this card over to see what's on the other side. And typically they wouldn't, you know, they, mm -hmm. they respected that. And, and so we kind of had fun. And then I, I would ask them a question as I did that. And the question was sometimes a yes or no question, but more into the questions, they were moral, ethical, right, wrong questions where the answer was either yes or no. And the boards on in front of us, down at the down in the pit where I was, I would go to the left side of the room and write on one of the boards, no or yes. And then I would go to all the way across the room to the other side and mm -hmm. say no or yes, which whichever the opposite um, answer was. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask them the question. Now, 
when I asked them the question, I would say, all right, pick up the card, turn it over, read the words, and make your decision with answering the question. And because left side of the room would say no, and the right side of the room on the board would say yes, it was very easy to see which answer they picked because I would say point to the board with your answer. And now at the end of the podcast, I'll come back and finish that. Okay. And it was it was very cool what happened with that. So anyway, keep that in your mind. We're selecting things and we're being careful. And this, again, a very slow and methodical thought mm-hmm. process to do that. Mm-hmm. It was fun. You know, um, another uh, way of thinking about what you're describing too in terms of carefulness and making a decision has to do with uh, values. You, you kind of referenced that in what you were saying here. And one of the common denominators I found from different sources talking about making the best selection was to compare, uh, as you're looking at the pros and cons of each, each option, include in that how important is are, are, is this to me? How important are these things to me? And how are those affected by this choice? Uh, and as an example, uh, recently I had to select a doctor. And with my particular healthcare program in this country, we get to select, but sometimes you would prefer they make the decision for you. But I had to, the values that I went through were, uh, is this doctor in or out of my network? In other words, am I, how much more am I willing to pay out of pocket Mm -hmm. than if someone else was available? Is the doctor available sooner rather than later? Uh, How far am I willing to travel to see this particular doctor? But really for me, the most important value was, um, do, do I know someone or uh, who has had experience with this doctor and was it a positive experience? And ah. so that that was the va- that and proximity <laughs> and of cost were the three values in this case that I used to narrow down my choices. And I was very happy with my selection. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. And today we're talking about select. And I think Sheila has selectively looked over my shoulder through the microphone Uh, waves here and saw my next thought process. (laughs) Well, let's hear it. I'll probably agree with it. But first, can can you tell them? Tell our audience how they can reach you, please. Absolutely. I have a website, which is zekeandsheila.com, and my email link is available on the front page. And my email address is wayne at mindsinking.com. And my website is www.mindsinking.com. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the comments. And yes. here's, here's, here's a comment. We got some feedback from some of our listeners that says, my voice was waning and very, very low. So I am working with a new instrument here that Sheila introduced me to, this new microphone and headset. So let us know if this has changed the volume or, or gotten rid of that problem for us. But anyway, going back to what Sheila was asking and saying, I said, because when selecting something or someone, why is it important to be informed and to think, remember, I am surmi- I'm surmising select as a careful choice, but one of the first things we must do is identify why we are selecting someone or something. Mm-hmm. And here's my examples. You're gonna hear a word that you've already said. Okay. Is it what we want in a significant other or a friend or potential mate for life? Mm. Is it their skill set 
which matches the need if we are selecting someone for a job. Mm-hmm. And here's the one that you said. Is it the location, the proximity of places to shop, restaurants close by for dining, ease of going to and coming from work to and fro from home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. said proximity. I'm like, oh, she looked at my paper and I... saw proximity. This is good. Yeah. So we're using, using so not only are we using the same verbs, we're also using the same adjectives, I think, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's ah. nothing new under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, and and we want to carefully think about it because most of those examples that we just talked about suggest a long term with another person, an employee, Mm -hmm. a doctor, or Mm -hmm. someone that we want to be with and someone that we want in the company for a long period of time because it's expensive to replace all of those. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly is. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, so anyway. Those were those are my two things real quick. How about you? Anything anything else? I want to give an example of another healthcare example. And this is from a website called uh, uh, the Humanitarian Health Ec, no, Humanitarian Health Ec Ethics, HHE. And uh, the title of this article is Evaluate and Select the Best Option. And this is an example that has many of the common factors I saw in other uh, research that I did. So the first point I've already mentioned, generate many options. Uh, The next one, the pros and cons of each and the impact on all parties in terms of their skill sets, which was this is talking more about Hmm. a team response, Um, comparing values and principles and moral arguments and by this process, options are heightened and the cluster of what's best will arise. Now, there are four questions, that, three questions, excuse me, they really want you to answer in that process. Number one, what options are possible in this situation and what ethical values are supported by those options? Hmm. Number two, what consequences might result from each option? And number three, can consequences, value, and obligations be reconciled? And you're talking about the consequences a moment ago of of an employee or a spouse. Uh, sometimes it's very expensive to replace <laughs> those choices if they were the bad choice. So that fits in with that scenario too. Yes. How about you? Okay. I'm laughing because the, the second portion of my story, there's a word in there and it's consequences, but I'll bring that up later. <laughs> okay. All right. So how, so how did you pick your new car? And how did you choose? (laughs) Did you choose it or did you select it? I selected it with cars. There's so many options. And I, uh, one of the things that Fred and I were both concerned about was safety features. So I wanted some, a car, a vehicle that had as many safety features as possible within the financial range we were looking. Uh Uh, I wanted a car that was higher up so that I could see, I had been driving a lower vehicle for 10 years. We like to keep our cars for 10 years. And uh, I uh, was really felt like I was at a disadvantage because I wasn't high enough off the pavement to be able to see around or over other vehicles. And especially on highway scenarios, if an emergency happens quickly, I wanted to be able to respond quickly. So I got a higher up vehicle so I could see through the windshield of the car in front of me if I saw (laughs) brake lights in front of them. Um, And I wanted a, a car that had... Uh, more modern technology than my old car had, because that goes along also with being able to park more efficiently and um, safety features again. 
And I had a tough time making a decision about the color. And they said, we have this option. Nah, that option, no. This option, no. And they said, how about gold with a black interior? I said, absolutely, yes. And Fred was laughing at me because it matches my golden retriever. Oh. And I wasn't even, <laughs> it took me a couple of months to say, hey, do you realize this car matches our dog? <laughs> he goes, Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Where so, <have> you been? <laughs> so it started out with a very analytical process. And once that process was completed, uh, and it didn't take long because I had widened my options to narrow my choices, um, it came down to, to then the final decision was a gut impulse. Okay. And I'm not sure if this is true for you, but it's true for me. I have made many choices, but as I think about it, I've made fewer selections. Interesting. Go, uh, expand on that. I like like you just said when it comes to color. Sometimes I I don't care. I just want the thing that works because mm -hmm. it has this this and this and this and this mm -hmm. on it and okay, I'll take it as long as it's not pink. Okay, I'll take that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but now because of month of October, pink is cool. Right. So right. I do have pink shirts that I do wear in the month of October. Um, as, as respect to our our individuals who are out there who are battling cancer, breast cancer. So mm -hmm. I do wear pink in salute of that. Or, nice. or Yes. Um, and other thing, choices. Okay, should I take um, art or should I take drafting? Oh, I, I like drafting. I'll just take drafting. It has nothing to do with anything else other than that was just a choice. Do mm -hmm. I want the do I want the the devil suit or do I want the Power Ranger suit. Ooh, that's the easy choice. I'm going to take the Power Ranger. <laughs> you know, do I do I work for eight hours today or do I choose to work for 12 hours today? Oh, I think I'm going to work for eight. <laughs> um, and it, it was funny that you talked about seeing through the person in front of you's windshield because I, as I holler at my at my steering wheel these days when I drive, I'm thinking, no, no, no. I was taught to look down the road a quarter of a mile mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and see everything going on right. in front of me because these people who pass me on the right, on the right, they're passing me because I'm going too slow for them or the lane that they're in on the right side is going too slow. They zip through and turn left in front of me and then they have to slam on the brakes because they didn't realize yes. the person who's in front of me is going slower than they were or the car in front of them was. Right. And I'm thinking if you just look down the road and look at it all, you would have seen that. <laughs> and right. and all of a sudden, boom, they're back into the other lane that they just came from. And I'm thinking, okay, that's some stress that you could have relieved if you just were watching the road. But anyway, <laughs> Sheila, I'm looking at 22.53, 24, three minutes already. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to my story. I want to hear your story. Okay, great. We left off where the individuals were pointing their card at either yes or no. And as I said, I would ask the questions that were right or wrong questions or had an ethical or moral dilemma to it. And I said, the questions that I would always ask suggested that there would be a harsh consequences on the person making a bad decision. Notice I didn't say wrong. I just said bad decision mm -hmm. because sometimes we make bad decisions. Sometimes we make good decisions. Mm -hmm. And both of those could be wrong decisions. Right. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so literally <clears throat> it was right and wrong with moral or ethical decisions. And I wanted them to make it so I told them before looking at the words on the card showed or displayed a precious commodity 
that they had, and it was theirs and theirs alone. And too often, we give that commodity away to someone else. And I also said, I offered the fact that sometimes we give their commodity or give that commodity away, and then we don't have it anymore, or we don't have it for a long time. I told them that when faced with such a decision, when all the people that you hang out with are pressing you to decide whether to engage in the activity that do you want to do that or not, that it would be, it would not be cool for you at that point when they're all putting pressure on you, pull out your little card and read the words. That would not be cool. So I said, just rub your fingers right now. Just rub your fingers and your thumb across those words because I had the words engraved with raised letters. Uh -huh. So you can feel that. I said, now, do you feel that? And they go, yeah, I feel that. I said, okay, great. Put the cards down. Don't look at it yet, but put the cards down. And I said, just rub the tips of your fingers. So, so Sheila and our listening audience, if you just rub the tips of your finger on one hand, fingers on one hand with your thumb, just you know, go backwards and forwards. Are you, are you rubbing your, your fingers? Okay. Both, both, I, both hands. I said, when you're doing that because you're in front of your friends and it's not cool to pull out your card, just kind of do that with one hand very subtly and remember what this card said. The words in the card was, this is my choice. And I wanted them to make good choices. I wanted them to make better choices. Mm -hmm. So just stop and think about it just for a little bit. Rub those fingers and say, this is my choice. If you give that choice away because you got arrested for doing something stupid, now other people are making decisions for you. That is a great, great example, a great story. Well, thank you for that. You know, <laughs> and I... Time. I, I, and one of my thoughts, too, that I didn't go down, but uh, I mean, I, I can't expand on your story because it's perfect. But in in life, there have been times where I and I think many people think life happens to us and certainly life happens to us. But we do have the choice to select how we respond to it. And that's what you're describing here. Absolutely. That's how yes. you're empowering people to remember that. Well, and I hope it worked. I, I hope it worked. Yeah. I know I know that it, they laughed. They thought it was silly, but I, I hope it worked. And I hope somebody mm -hmm. reached into their pocket and just kind of rubbed their fingers before they made a silly decision mm -hmm. and decided appropriately. Can I just say one thing I was thinking of, too, when it comes to how much time do we have? Oh, we are at 2641. Okay. I find the selection process is enhanced if I'm not drinking alcohol. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> and with that, would you mind taking us taking us out today? You know, we we talk so often about how you can't take the relationship out of the verb, and I have really enjoyed talking about select here. It's given me great food for thought, uh, and and we would love in our relationship with listeners to hear what your thoughts are about it as well. So thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. See you next okay. week.